0: It can if you're using a sock, for example. Go on. <laughs> you're forever interested in the mechanics of my masturbating. <laughs> Keith, as an as a, a man in his forties, you still use a sock? Not often, but if I'm trying Wait. to contain, if I. Where do you put your semen? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. We have our usual plethora of provocative topics to discuss today, including how to encourage more animalistic sex, a Hmm. couple posts about penis sanitation, whether men can focus too much on not coming, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. I've been suffering through humble brags from Mike all week about his new hot tub, Do you want to flex for our whole audience now, Mike?
1: Not really. Uh, I have
0: a (laughs) hot tub that's
1: heated only by solar panels. So before Mm -hmm. you come at me for being unenvironmental,
0: keep that in mind. How much? Isn't there like some other issues, like the amount of water it takes? And no, because you leave the water in there. Okay, and you can when you drain it, you can you know water plants with it or something. How often Look, do people... there's al-
1: there's always an issue. You can always come up with some like of course, of course. environmental issue, yeah.
0: How often do people replace the water in the hot tubs?
1: Not often. I mean, think about it like a swimming <sighs> pool, a public swimming pool essentially never, right? I mean, they they would drain it maybe once every
0: decade or I, I don't no. know, but basically never. At least there's more volume in there.
1: Yeah, uh my daughter, you know, admitted at some oh, point no. that she used to always pee in the pool. Yeah. Well, That's,
0: I mean. She's not the only one. Oh, do you pee in the pool? I don't. Okay. But. Me me either. I think I have actually, but I don't make a habit out of it. You have as an adult? Yeah. Like if I'm uh, doing a swim workout and I need to pee, sometimes I just will. Wow. That's aggressive. Yeah. No, I I do not do that. But I think that happens like less than one in 20 swim workouts. (sighs) So, Importantly, Mike, so this is sort all of a the common that, practice for you. All the times that I've swam with you I have peed in the pool Is that true? No, but okay. I wish it were It would be funnier um, So, okay Before we get into this A reminder You can email us at ymmvpod at gmail.com We pay $10 for any feedback we receive there Let us know your Venmo or PayPal or whatever and if you want to ask us a question, we will answer it on the show unless you explicitly tell us not to. So again, that's ymmvpod at gmail.com. Okay. I have a question for you, unless you sure. have something you want to kick us off with. I, I have something else. Why don't you go first? Okay. Is it true that people are more attractive in different cities? You're saying like... Uh... LA people versus Chicago or something. So you know, people yeah, will be like, for sure. Oh, how can that possibly be true?
1: Well, I mean, my experience, I mean, of course, it depends on exactly where you're going to go in a city or something like that. But I mean, the Los Angeles thing is, I think, pretty well founded because of the preponderance of aspiring actresses. I think that's, there's certainly, you know, you have to go to the right spot, but I mean, it's going to be hard to compete with a place like Los Angeles or New York, don't you
0: think? I just... I feel like Okay, so the the theory is there's attractive flight from most cities to the higher end cities.
1: Los Angeles I think is a specific example because of the Hollywood scene, right? It's going to that's going to specifically attract more attractive young women. And so, yeah, if you go to like downtown Los Angeles or Hollywood or whatever, a lot of times like the waitresses will be surprisingly attractive and that's why i mean you can you can ask them like what what okay you
0: know, so you does los angeles have like 51% women and 49% men
1: you're you're the the uh, implication being that there's there's a bunch of women moving there and there aren't there there're more women than men in other words moving there yeah i don't i don't know if that's true
0: why because <laughs> i mean sure some attractive people move to los angeles but I would think that I mean there's whatever several million people in Los Angeles. I I just think it would be a wash in the end. That's a fair point. I mean, if you took the average attractiveness point, it's
1: probably not going to be moved much by it. But I think when people say what people mean when they say people are more attractive is they're they're implicitly talking about like the top five percent or top one percent attractiveness people that they see on the
0: street. There's a whole bunch
1: of people that are just totally unremarkable.
0: Yeah. Maybe they're easier to find because there's like bars that attractive people know to go in Los Angeles or something in a way that's not true in Chicago.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know why you're rejecting implicitly the, the argument just that there are women who want to go get into Hollywood.
0: I'm not rejecting that. I just don't okay. think it's that many. And I can't imagine the felt experience of the average person being materially different in different cities. Well, okay. How many women do you think there are between the ages
1: of like 18 and 22 who want to get into Hollywood who are in LA? My intuition would be five figures, say 50,000. I have no idea. That sounds high. It has to be, well, okay. It can't be, if it's 500, then becoming like a, a, a star would be pretty easy. So it has to be a relatively high number and it's not just Hollywood, right? It's like the music biz and stuff like that. Um, I think I think it would have to be in the tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, just when you think about the difficulty of becoming a celebrity. Hmm. So, so then you say, okay, there's this many million people there. So, I mean, whatever. It's it's yeah, you're basically implanting one percent or something of more attractive people, and then they're going to gather more in certain areas. They're not going to be living out in the hood or whatever. And so okay,
0: fine. Like, Let's use Miami then, which is a place that like famously has attractive women. Like how does yeah, Miami I mean, I th- compare to Chicago?
1: Well, I mean, you're also going to have some sort of attraction to like, basically wealth and kind of ease of living. Basically, the argument would be something like, I think, I think LA is going to do the best because of Hollywood. But in general, if you're an attractive, say, 21-year-old woman, why live somewhere where it snows? Like why tolerate that? You don't have to. You can basically go anywhere you want because there are men who will simply essentially throw money at
0: you. Yeah. If that were true, there would be no attractive people in any of the places that aren't like the top five, and there definitely are. So uh, yeah, I think there's various frictions that stop people from moving.
1: I think that's sure there are frictions, but I'm saying like in, in general it's going to move things, like move the needle some. Of course there are going to be people who say, Well, I want to stay with my family or I like it here or like I'm going to college or whatever. But yeah, there's going to be some percentage of people that make that move and very few people are going to come to Chicago because that's where the The hot chicks get the money and they hang out in the sun. Like that's not
0: you won't have much of a reverse trend. Yeah. Is there a reverse is there a trend of ugly people moving to non-elite cities?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Probably not. Probably people just stay. It's a good question. I suspect.
0: I suspect there's no material difference. I mean, unless you're like in the major leagues and looking to date people that are like 9s and higher which is basically nobody. I bet there's no there's effectively no difference between you places.
1: You haven't noticed because I've noticed this in the San Francisco Bay Area that as the tech bubbles ebb and flow that the attractiveness of the women goes up and down because I've definitely noticed that. I haven't. No. Okay. Yeah, I, we just have a subject. But I mean I'm making there.
0: an argument that like the anecdote the anecdotes around this are are wrong. Like perception isn't the reality here. I oh, that agree that the perception sure. and the anecdotes exist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. you, it would be a little difficult to do a statistical analysis. Yeah, it is true that. that if you want to get into the acting business, being
0: physically in LA is useful. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, I would definitely yeah. expect there to be some movement of attractive people toward LA. For sure. Right. right. But so LA why is did like- this- but but I mean, yeah, like how does that compare to like New York or Miami or whatever? Those, well, but Those I mean, places I was, are also famous for having attractive women.
1: I mean, no shade to such places, but Miami will have more... Attra- I mean, you would agree that Miami has more attractive women than Ely, Nevada, right?
0: Well, you need to know the denominator.
1: Per capita. I mean, when if you get to the absolute rock bottom of these places, like it's just the way the the, the the marginal attractive woman is going yeah to i guess that's true you i guess that's true yes yeah so that uh, you can see that on sites you can see that but on something like you tinder like or a, seeking arrangement or if whatever if you take a median city though i
0: don't yeah, know yeah it's going to be
1: a weaker effect sure like yeah. salt lake city or something and people but might stay in salt something.
0: lake city because they're religious or whatever sure right right all right let's move on what did you have
1: Oh, so uh, I was talking to a friend of the show about this topic we spoke about a few weeks ago regarding um your uh general concern about the ritual of receiving of of when you transition into sex, say with a first for the first time with a new partner uh-huh. uh her wanting immediately to go for giving you a blow, and uh, you I, were not sure about whether you should
0: come or not in that encounter, yeah. Uh, so I might also debate whether they want to or whether they're doing it out of rote obligation, but yeah. So there are a couple things about that. One of
1: one of them, and I was sort of curious if you've had an experience on point here. Is this person pointed out that he actually had a one night stand? Uh, they had sex the following morning, but that was it. Where mm-hmm. he did ejaculate <laughs> during the oral sex that was offered by her at the beginning of the encounter in the evening, and she was <laughs> she was flat out angry with him. Clearly like frustrated, like trying to kind of reinitiate sex. Yeah. And uh and he uh he said, look, like she wanted she just wanted sex and like I was unable to provide it at that point. Is that an okay, experience so you've had?
0: This isn't an experience I've had, but it's the one that I was concerned about having. So yeah. so wait, so what happened? So she was annoyed, and then and then yeah, hopefully he he made up for it the next morning. But how does right his experience fit into your epistemology. Well, I mean, I I think it's an interesting point that
1: basically if you have, it is the case that it is, it is certainly possible for a man and a woman to mutually agree to have a physical, a carnal only one night stand experience like that, where if the guy nuts, you know, five minutes into the blow and then wants to go to sleep, that's not great from the world's perspective. Right. So in that sense, like I, yeah. And for people that didn't hear the previous episode, I was arguing that uh, to some extent women don't care because they're more worried about the man enjoying the situation, which I think probably is differentially more likely to be true if she views it as the beginning of a relationship uh, versus a one-night stand or something that's purely carnal. Um, there's one wh- there's one other point that I want to make, which was that I didn't think it came through that well in the episode that I, I do think that there's like a ritualistic aspect to this where the woman is essentially, this is the moment when she turns over control of the date to you, as the guy. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Sorry, I'd to myself. Go on. Yeah. So, so essentially, before this moment, you've maybe kissed, caressed each other, had a nice meal, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But nothing that involves like nothing that's on the axis of like licking someone's butthole has happened yet. Like, so you know, there's sort of two. You can imagine broadly. Between a man and a woman, there are two sorts of activities. And one is kind of the things you would do with any person. And then one is things you would not do with any person. She's basically broaching that, right? She's moving from even kissing someone. You might kiss your parents or something. This is moving into a territory that's, that's kind of private. And she's basically making that move when she puts your dick in her mouth. She's saying, OK, I'm handing, I'm essentially giving you the keys. I'm saying, like, and I think, I mean, does, is that a sense that you get when, is that, does that vibe with your experience that that's what the woman is doing?
0: Huh. I like this theory. Yeah, symbolic, yeah, yeah. They're basically saying like, okay, everything's on the table now
1: because kind I'm, of. She's, yeah. she's showing that she's ready for. She, like, let's say that she didn't do that, and she, you guys sat down on the bed together, and she just kept kissing you. Like, you might be unclear on what's going on once she puts your dick in her mouth you're like okay like she's consented she's consented it's like it's like it's like it's like the notary showed up and she's signing the consent form right
0: right kind of yeah that's an interesting theory it is like a succinct way for a woman to show that she's quote unquote down yes Um, so that could
1: be all it is and then and then if that's right then your take that you shouldn't and by the way this friend of the show's argument was you absolutely should not nut so it, I think, was along the lines of your general concern, like, that, uh...
0: Yeah, that's definitely yeah, but, my intuition as well.
1: Right. So if that's the case, then it is ritualistic. Now, maybe you could come from oral later in the encounter, but, like, this initial oral is really very much, like, yeah. Performative. Saying, my body's, my body's open to you now. Yeah. But she's expecting you, then, to, like, take control of the encounter and to do all the things a man wants to do to a lovely lady that he's, you know passionate
0: about. Are you meant to be hard when the woman first goes down on you or are some women looking to, I don't know, feel you getting hard in their mouth?
1: (laughs) Are you asking because
0: you you want me to like intuit about what a woman wants in that situation? Well, I just don't know what like the negotiated dynamics around this are. Or like if you're, You know, you're like in the middle of a sexual thing and like maybe you're not hard at the moment. Will a woman use a blowjob to like remake the person hard? I think that's,
1: I mean, isn't that not a thing you've experienced before?
0: Yeah, it's happened. But because I generally steer women away from blowjobs, I think that like my intuitions around this just aren't very well formed. I think that it, I think. I think. I think
1: that it, yes, to the question of like, could might they use that as a way to sort of re get you aroused? That makes perfect sense. Like, or let's say you had sex once, and it, you know your refractory period should be over. She might be sort of reinitiating. That would be a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like, are you? I mean, by the way, so the the is there a typical in terms of what exactly happens? So you go, you retire to your bedroom. You're still clothed, I assume. And mm-hmm. she's still clothed, right? Like when you, is that typical when you make the move to the bedroom that you would both still have your clothes on? Or do you sort of like, is it like the, oh. the movie scene where like the clothes come off on the way to the bedroom, you know, which is more yeah. of a hassle to clean up, I guess, later.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't live in a villa like you do. So the, the distance from the living room to the bedroom is a matter of feet, not. Okay. But still acres. Like, um, I think it varies. It can be, (laughs) sometimes there can be some like tugging on the clothing and, and disrobing before I'll suggest moving to the bed. Okay. But not always. It sort of varies. So typically
1: when she does this, this is the key that I was trying to get at when she does this blow maneuver. Yeah. Where, where is your body typically positioned and does she have to take your pants off to make it happen?
0: Yeah. Uh I mean my sample size here isn't enormous but sure. It, I think sometimes okay to your theory that a woman might be using this sort of performative blowjob to indicate that she's down it it has happened that you know we'll be making out and you know we're rubbing against each other as people do and then yeah she might start going for my, you know, the button on my pants. Okay, And it could be the case that, yeah, I think, (laughs) I like your theory. I think it could be the case that women are sort of using the initial blowjob as a way to sort of advance the proceedings. And so it's not... Necessarily, that they're like trying to give you pleasure, as we were theorizing in our last episode, but it may more so be the case that they're just trying to keep things moving.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think also this sort of transition of power. Before that, she's very much in control in a lot of ways. Like, she's, she's, I mean, of course, she still retains the ability to consent or not consent, but like it's moving from where you're trying to sort of woo her to now she's been wooed. She's basically saying, I'm wooed. Um, I'm doing this yeah. thing
0: that I would not do if I were not wooed. Yeah, I think so. women would have a more nuanced perspective on this. They would say it's some of both. But sure, I think I think you're onto something here.
1: But broadly, broadly, the, the point is that in that context, I would sort of agree with this general notion, which I was not agreeing with before. That she. Probably does not want you to come. The other thing is, in terms of whether you're hard or soft when you come out of the pants or whatever, I don't think she cares. That's my, that would be my, my honest view. Now, if you remained soft for
0: I don't a curiously th- long time, that would concern her. Yeah. I don't know. You've, we've, we've even done topics on this about women who were annoyed by their partner's softness in various circumstances. <laughs> but I think that's an age thing. Like, I think if you're dating people in their early 20s, they'll be more concerned because they view it as, a reflection on them on their own hotness or something sure well it also i mean it also depends on
1: how what the time period was between like entering the apartment and getting to the bed and so forth right. like, although
0: yeah. it doesn't take that long to get hard that's typically. true yeah uh okay shall we move on sure all right this person asks how do you turn a man on in order to have animalistic sex I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about turning him on in a generic way. More or less, we all know what works in that case. Talking about what to do to push him to want to fuck the shit out of you. So, we've had a, we've danced around this topic a little bit over our last five episodes or so. I think some women end up in this situation where their partner seems ambivalent toward them. And so, I'm not sure what exactly she's wanting here. Presumably, she wants to feel more like an object of desire.
1: Probably. I mean, I I can say that, for example, I was using the Oculus Rift the other day, Uh and I was treated to, I don't use it that often for this purpose, but I was treated to a video where I was, it didn't last very long because I moved on, but I was on my back, I mean, you know, virtually. And there was this man and this woman having doggy style sex above me. So I could just see his balls. Can you imagine that view? Like I see her kind of the V of her crotch and his balls, like they're just above me, as if like if he nutted, the semen would just come right onto my face. It wasn't my favorite position.
0: Okay, so the camera was underneath the woman
1: and the man. I mean, they were in the doggy style position. Yeah, she was on her knees. Okay, so that's that's where I found myself, and uh, it was sort of like quantum leap. (laughs) Not sure what to do. You know, quantum leap yeah the 80s tv show where the guy. yeah so here i am uh and i forgot why i brought that up what was uh we were talking about animalistic sex oh right 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 so he, yeah there you go so yeah so it really bummed me out and the thing that the thing i don't like about so one of the things that i don't understand at all that's very difficult for for me to understand about women's sex drive is this thing of like so the guy was really really muscular uh and i don't so yeah, he was really, you know, doing it to her. Mm-hmm. And that part like I don't understand that desire. Like I can't imagine having that as a man. It's hard to it's hard to understand, but for me, yeah, I find it impossible to understand what's compelling about that about a guy like kind of manhandling you in that way. But I assume that's sort of what's going on here.
0: That's what she wants. Yeah, I was on the uh there's a subreddit called rough sex. Mm-hmm. And there's a trope on it where it's not a trope, it's just a Common thing you see in the videos. Yeah, maybe that is a trope, and it's just these men, like they're they're having PIV, and Mm -hmm. they're like inserting with a lot of force. You know, they're really. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's like. rubbing the woman in some way that is making it more pleasurable. But maybe the like maybe they're able to feel some sort of animalistic desire from the man that's that's yes. good there. I think it must be that they right, it's it's an emotional thing. I don't think that the I
1: don't actually I think yeah, I, I'm skeptical that the amount of force you generate sort of against their crotch yeah. <laughs> makes that big of a difference. I mean you could yeah. certainly like cause a bruise or something like that, but I don't think yeah. that, that heightens the sensation
0: yeah if you sort by top on the rough sex subreddit you'll find some i mean i just got one where a woman was just getting slapped a lot which i was okay i guess yeah that's another common trope there uh so let's say that i mean we don't have enough information from this woman to know what their situation is but what could she do to encourage him to, I guess, be rougher?
1: Well, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm, it's hard, it's hard to know. I'm still stuck on like what, what exactly she wants. Okay. So let's, yeah, if you accept that she wants, uh, to be sort of dominated, she wants to have like a more submissive role. Yeah. Um, probably, um, encouraging him during the act. So most of the time, I think that, uh, Talking, most talks about this stuff are better done when you're not fucking. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about a certain topic, but this one, I think maybe during would be more productive in the sense that like she could, she might be able to say things to him that sort of amp up the situation and kind of like guide him. She could also talk to him outside, but he might, that might create like kind of a a difficult uh, set of expectations. And also I suspect, I I think that, I don't know. I mean, how often do you have sex with a woman that dirty talks or like sort of is very clear
0: yeah, like like really expresses herself as opposed
1: to just moaning during
0: sex. It's sort of unusual, yeah, of right? It's unusual. So yeah, assuming this woman is like most other women, that it would be hard for her to like giving a woman the advice like, hey, you should tell your man what you want in bed and tell him what feels good and what doesn't. Like that's that is great advice, but it's unactionable by most women.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. Well, I mean, it. But I mean, the thing I would say is that okay, a guy as a guy, I would think to myself. Well, I mean, I know I'm much stronger than most women, you know, and it's a pretty big delta between men and women typically. And so I'd be worried about physically hurting her. And so like having the feedback, no, it's not having her (laughs) feedback, the feedback in real time from her to basically saying, Hey, you know, you can do it harder or like, you know, I can, I can handle more than that or whatever. Like, yeah, having that real time feedback back would be useful. Uh, It reminds me of a girl that I knew in high school who mm-hmm. claimed that she was unticklable. Now, mm. I think that was just a ruse, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: she's just she's just trying to get you to grope her, man. She, well, she told
1: everybody this, and she was pretty attractive, and I actually did. It must have worked, because I did actually one fine evening wind up with her, maybe at her house, maybe somebody else's, and I was like, I, she wanted me to try to tickle her, and it was fantastic. Sorry. Fantastic. To try
0: to tickle her should be in air quotes, I feel like. It was great. It's
1: like, yeah, it try. sounds great. Can. Well, because it's a great thing to be, because the guy, it's such an obvious thing to say back as a guy. You're like, oh, look, can I try? Right, I'm untickleable. Like, oh, it's like,
0: don't tickle okay. me there. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? it just leads to such great places automatically. She must have, right, right. Uh, she must have enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel like I've been seeing this a lot lately. Women asking about how to. Get their man to be more assertive, to have more animalistic sex, and I just think what they're actually experiencing is some sort of dead bedroom for some other reason. Oh, well, that's interesting. You think that the guy just isn't into them at all? I don't know. I mean, we have three sentences here to to work on, so I don't. But you've know. have you and I have too seen a number of this kind of like these
1: kinds of questions. This this yeah. is a topic that floats around. Like maybe it's late stage feminism or something like women. Trying to get their needs met. No, I mean to be fair, like women are like, hey, I I want, I want something more here.
0: Yeah, Um, it it could be that men are like too
1: passive. I just think they have to ask in real time because a guy, you're worried. I mean, like, yeah, you don't want to physically hurt her. Like, uh, you're not sure. You don't really know if what you're doing is painful or causing problems or whatever. And I think there's a bunch of acts. Do do you ever get the harder, faster sort of feedback?
0: No, uh, no, not very. I mean, maybe ever, sure, but not very often. It's such a standard porn trope, right? It is a super, but I think when people are watching porn, they're really objectifying the woman and like having a woman beg for it harder, like, might be useful. I, I feel like that might make porn better, but if in, you real did, life, though, in real yep. life, in real life, in normal life, the thing you hear more is keep doing that. Yeah, that's true
1: if but if if, if uh, you're a pretty gentle gentleman ultimately and uh, I think you're not like you're not I don't think you're into like hardcore bdSM or anything and uh as that kind of a gentleman if you had a woman say harder or faster say so let's say say harder she was being yeah. very clear she wanted harder you would do it right yeah of course you would okay, so it would work like all she has to do is be like yeah really slam me or what well, she can come up with some verbiage to use sure. her, yeah
0: uh, no a uh, woman shouldn't feel Concerned to express this one, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he might tell other people that she said those things or something. Well, fine, actually, he probably
0: will. Yeah, he probably will. But he'll be proud of himself. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, this one, unfortunately, the post has been deleted, but I remember what they said, and I thought it was sort of interesting. So, this person says, "I don't like how my boyfriend has to focus on not coming." And she wrote a few paragraphs on this, and I really regret that I can't find it. But the general notion of her post was she was aware that her boyfriend was constantly thinking about other baseball. things to avoid not coming. Yeah. So his grandmother or baseball or, you know, whatever the least sexy thing they can think of in their mind. So they're For not. You,
1: you can't think of sports because sports makes you come,
0: right? Is that. I do. No, I can think of. I mean, you're just basically trying not to focus on the the woman. Okay, but like you're just trying okay. to get. You're trying to displace your mind. So, what do you think of? What's your I don't go-to? Know if it's, I have a thing. Sports would be fine. Politics, like anything other than like this attractive woman underneath me. I have to be honest. Though, like, I don't do
1: that. I, I remember doing that. I don't do that very much anymore. I, I think it, because I'd be it worried that age. like I would. Yeah, I'd be worried that I would just like totally get out of the frame of mind uh i don't know if i would like be impotent that's not the thing it's just i would (laughs) i would actually just be like oh
0: i don't feel like doing this anymore i think i have enough (laughs) control over my like orgasming cues now that i don't need to oh i don't mean
1: orgasm i mean uh i mean oh i see what
0: you're saying okay i I don't need to displace my mind to stop myself this doesn't come
1: up yeah this doesn't come up anymore i get it yeah even on a first encounter with a new partner.
0: It does, but I would just slow down or change positions or something. I if, see. I have other I techniques. See. But uh, this notion cues, that this it. girl has, I don't remember how old she was, but this, this notion that she doesn't like how her boyfriend is basically spending the entire sexual encounter <laughs> thinking <laughs> of anything but her, I thought that was sort of a reasonable complaint.
1: Well, I mean, but isn't there the standard trope that like... uh say during, you know, for the majority of women who receive less pleasure than the man does during PIV sex, that a lot of times they're like going over their, you know, to-do list for the next day while being...
0: Not with me, but yeah, I'm sure. How do you know not with you? Women are just so engaged by my incredible lovemaking.
1: I sort of like the idea of the guy thinking of whatever, like baseball or <laughs> politics, while she's thinking of her to-do list for the next day. <laughs>
0: They're both <laughs> just totally disconnected right. from the physical she, mechanical act.
1: I mean, I think generally here's one thing I would say that I, I've learned is that I think that women generally don't understand. Okay. It's a little confusing to them why guys will try to hold off coming. And I think that's there's a couple things there. One is that for themselves, it's the opposite direction where like they might have trouble getting there and yeah. so it's like well if i'm close i'm not going to like like the much more frustrating thing is to have something get changed so then you don't get over the edge yeah and the other one is like i don't think i think that in most cases setting aside like the coming from the blow at the beginning of the encounter that we talked about earlier but i think in most cases like delaying it say 3 minutes or 5 minutes doesn't she's like why like what do you get it what more are you getting out of that
0: mm. um, i think the i don't know i <laughs> I guess I kind of disagree. I think there's some collectively bargained cultural norms around how long you're supposed to do the various things. Like the woman starts by by blowing me for okay. X minutes, and I don't know what X is supposed to be in that case. That's why let me I, get out
1: a pencil here. Okay, so yeah. you've got blow, so keep going,
0: and then you know you cool. you take off her clothes. Maybe you go down on her for Y minutes, and then you know so we'll call that
1: cunnilingus. Go on,
0: and then. You know, you probably start with missionary.
1: Missionary.
0: And then, you know, at some point you turn them over or they'll climb on top of you and you'll do each of those for Z1 and Z2 minutes. Would you reconsider the flipping her over thing if
1: you knew that she had like you'd gone on a date and she'd gone to the restroom for longer than say three minutes? (laughs) I think- Does it alter your-
0: I think most of the women- that I end up in bed with have pretty good sanitation habits, and I think women do think about the appearance of their butthole, but I don't know if they like use wipes or you know, a, a wet
1: this is interesting. So you think that if a, if you're on a on a third date with a woman yeah. on a date where she's expecting to have sex and she has to poop, goes to the toilet. Mm-hmm. During the date, she's going to very carefully clean her butthole, so it has the best possible appearance <laughs> later when you're looking at it. Do you think that actually happens? Maybe
0: it doesn't. Now that you put it that way, I think less so.
1: I hope it does. i like I like the <laughs> the cunning and the sort of the effort, but I suspect it doesn't. I suspect she just has a routine she goes through. Like I, I just don't think people think about this quite as much as as we do.
0: I used to have I, I don't know if I heard this on a podcast or read it in a book somewhere, but Somebody recommended having wet wipes in your, in an obvious yeah. place in your bathroom so that As women a guy. can like wipe down their vagina or wipe down their asshole if they're feeling unclean and insecure about that. The thing I don't like about that,
1: I remember reading that and I don't, I'm always like, well, you're going to worry about actually, the smell. Yeah, I'm going to worry about the wet wipe flavor or whatever. Right. But hang, okay, hang on. So, so what we got here, we got blow, then remove her clothes, then oral on her yeah. Uh, missionary doggy and or her on top then what happens
0: i mean then at that point i can probably choose my own position that i prefer so it's the come the come for keith right okay when does she say so she's she, already come three times at this point
1: lord okay but but presumably you went down on her for her to orgasm that was the idea behind that and that yeah the, that ideally was it that, or was it for her
0: to be more lubricated for your missionary, or both? I find that women are normally plenty wet, without, even without oral. Plenty for you, um, so, yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just what what I mean is, I mean uh, the woman might have a higher standard for what lubrication she rec- like. It's it's probably not going to oh, hurt okay. you.
0: I thought you were making a small penis joke.
1: No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't actually. That's a good point. <laughs> not Could've this been. time. Okay, uh does each of these segments or at last no't nah, I'm not going to get into the time I don't of each know ones, I, I mean it. i okay. know
0: I know what my sort of cadence is, but i don't I don't want to give specifics here because what what if I'm someday having sex with a listener? I don't want them to know right, I got it that would never happen. you've never had I, sex with I don't want to reveal listener, my right? recipe
1: okay so d- so the, during this last segment, the come for Keith segment, mm-hmm. um, this is the area where I think you could wind up thinking about politics while she's doing her
0: to-do list, right? Because what if that lasted eight minutes or something?
1: It could well, last a little at bit this,
0: longer. at this time, I'm probably trying to come, so I don't think it would. I wouldn't have any incentive to think about other stuff.
1: I see. What does that entail, trying to come?
0: Well, not trying not to come. I see. But uh, the, hold on, Mike. Importantly, the trying not to come part could come up in those first segments, right? The, the initial missionary Mm, or the first few position, right? Like, I think that if you come too soon there, I think some women would be upset. I think you would argue they wouldn't. I think myself and this uh, fan of the show would probably argue that, yeah, I think there's some, I don't know. It's like, it's like a square dance. You're supposed to do, I step here, then they step there. And if you, misstep, there could be some offense or some irritation. I don't know
1: about that because as much as there's a position that she might like, I think it's very likely that some percentage of women don't want to be on top or don't like the doggy style position. And so like, you're just as likely to misstep there
0: yeah, when you put them in that position. In, a, in an early sexual encounter, I think you're just trying to demonstrate that you like know the array of tricks or something. But Okay. But I mean, they, they know you know the array of tricks. So you've
1: scolded me before as a man in his 40s like nobody's confused about that they know that you 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 can go through the whole pattern mm-hmm.
0: yeah but uh, you still want to see it performed i see it's like going to the ballet
1: for her yeah. for you it's going to the ballet except at the end you come <laughs> <laughs> it makes the ballet a lot better Sorry. yeah um okay so then so then so i but the, but the main point here is that i think that the, okay fine if you're having to do it during the 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 missionary one we can call it well I don't know what position you want to nut in but missionary one or the the sort of earlier position is fine but I think that a woman might be perplexed as to like the guy wanting to basically edge himself Mm -hmm. like make it take five minutes longer Um, just like I think it's it reminds me of that thing where women find perplexing the notion that a guy wants to have wants to have variety or novelty in his sexual partners like that can be confusing to them it's like why not just have sex with your girlfriend it's like well (laughs) <laughs> Men and women are different, yeah. honey. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you don't ever, you don't ever like purposely make it take longer because you're just like, this is great. I just want to keep doing this for a while.
0: Yeah, but I don't. But I can vary pacing. I see. Or the angle so that I'm like feeling less stimulated. Or I see. Stop looking at her breasts. <laughs> I don't know. There's just various things you can do. You can cover what I do is I like to cover her with a sheet, her, her head,
1: <laughs> so I can't see her.
0: Yeah, you tried the bag technique and they seem to not like that. Uh, it's easier to breathe through a sheet. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, it's, yeah, that's if you if you're right,
1: yeah, no, I mean, I, whatever just obscures that it's a person, I'm going for the more like android sort of real doll experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: all right, um. There were a couple questions about penis sanitation that I thought were a little interesting. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they're related or not, and I'm not really sure what's going on in either one of these, but the first one is, is I guess, more generalizable. This person says, my friends with benefits wiped his dick off, then put it back in.
1: Oh, no, Wait, no that's sorry. from a song.
0: It is? Oh, if I'm yeah. i
1: too far, I'll pull it out and wipe it off and put it back up. It's from a song off uh, the- Dr. Dre's celebrated album 2001.
0: Why? The song's called Fuck You. Why are they wiping it off? Unclear. It's so okay. if he goes well, too this person, far up. This, per- <laughs> this person. Look, I just, I just report thing. the lyrics. I don't understand. Right, it, right, don't right, right, right. What is that thing? Rap Genius? Does that still exist? And then they yeah, like you know. Genius exists. Uh, this is Explain the, the, the lyrics. Uh, they, I haven't even looked up these lyrics. I think is Amazon bought Rap Genius or somebody a bought Good songs. Okay, <laughs> anyways. I'm so confused by what happened the other night that I need to ask Reddit, lol. So I, female 29, was hooking up with my new friends with benefits, male 36. It was our second time hooking up, and the sex was really fantastic. While he was fucking me from behind, he pulled out and wiped his dick off with his t shirt. Then he put it back in and kept fucking me. His t shirt was off of him, but on the bed next to him. That's a pro move. I when, just when
1: confused you hear
0: why he would do this, and I'm too nervous to ask him. I was just wondering if this has happened to anyone else before.
1: When I hear. This is just me, like whatever people I, – I have my own personality. I have my own problems, believe me. But uh, when I hear that it's a woman 29 with her f her new FWB, I immediately view her – I immediately like lo- lowers her attractiveness by like four points when she says she's got an FWB. <sighs> I,
0: I, you don't have because to answer you, this, but for me it does. Because – okay, I, the, your theory of mine there is that she wouldn't – she doesn't really want a friends with benefits, that she's tolerating it indicates something about her – ability yeah, right. to score a real boy if
1: she if you had said my boyfriend i would have like had one picture of her in head in mind yeah. but as soon as you said fwb like the picture changed right. substantially in my brain but that, that's neither here nor there
0: um yeah. and uh, okay that so tracks. he
1: wiped it off on his
0: shirt which he had uh, okay, I mean, on the bed next to him maybe per, perhaps for this reason or maybe you know in their fit of passion throwing their clothes off it just happened to be there
1: I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess, I mean, I don't know, did she, did she talk to him about it or is that the end of the question? No,
0: she's too nervous to ask him.
1: Okay. I'm going to guess that I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. It could be something that I actually would be um, something I would enjoy where he like is like, I want more friction or something. So I'm going to take some lube off. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's like a baseball pitcher (laughs) with a piece of sandpaper. But let's, I don't think it's that. I think the the ball. (laughs) I think there was something that got on his cock. That was kind of gross for oh. him, and he wanted to remove it in a polite way, so like there was some something that looked like snot or something that got on there. oh, yeah.
0: that's a great theory, Mike. Thanks. I couldn't think here. of anything other than yeah, it was just other than the base slippery, pitcher. so he's like gonna try and plunge out some of the lubrication. I don't think that would work. <laughs> he's I think like his
1: dremel tool out. <laughs>
0: I just, I just feel like yeah i feel like there's sufficient lubrication in there it's like yeah it's like sticking your dick in a glass of water and then pulling it out and wiping off the water and then sticking it back in like it's still wet like you're not that's yeah. not enough lubrication it could also have moving. been like it could have also been blood but then sure. she would have, i would no then i, I thought like oh, this idea there it. was something quote-unquote yeah. gross something unseemly yes maybe he was doing it for her benefit who knows i don't you know might have been a piece of poop might have been something yeah it's it, and like if his
1: T-shirt is dark colored, you wouldn't even be able to see it. If it was white, you might see it on there. I mean, using his T-shirt is a little gross because I'm going to guess he put it back on.
0: Not loving that. Yeah, um, I don't love that either. Yeah. Okay, I let, hope let's, let's get that. to this. I think you nailed it. I think you got it. Well, it's either some weird lubrication reduction attempt or he was cleaning something off. All right. This person says- Or she was
1: fucking Devin the dude and he'd gone up too far. Anyway. Oh, is that, is that a callback to the lyrics? Yes. yes. Okay.
0: All right. How soon after having sex do you wash your dick? After sex, my boyfriend washes his dick right away. So when I informed him that some men don't, he was shocked. I mean, immediately when I say within a minute. Please be honest. I'm just interested yes. about what is usual.
1: I'm sorry. She informed him that most guys do it after or before? I, I spaced.
0: Uh, after. So he has sex and then immediately goes to the bathroom to cl- wash his dick off.
1: And she's saying that's not normal?
0: Yeah. She says that some men don't do that. Some men don't wash immediately after. She is correct. Many many men, myself included, do not immediately race to the bathroom to acid wash their penis. Racing to the bathroom, no.
1: But I can understand it for the following reason. I have had the experience as a man of having my penis get sort of glued to my underwear afterward. Yeah. And then when you have to peel the underwear off of the penis, it actually kind of hurts.
0: Yeah, especially then, like,
1: if it's glued it toward like the 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 tip, the uh, you know the head or the, yeah. the
0: opening. When you pee, it'll like make this messy stream because there's like crusty semen. Uh, well, it's not. I mean, it's who knows exactly which secretions it is, but like right, the, the sure. attaching Trusty to the underwear something. thing is just a drag. So yeah, yeah, this happens um, after masturbating too, though. So I, I don't know not who's that, secretions not not the to blame.
1: And, not that, no, but I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the penis skin being glued to your underwear. I hear it's you. different.
0: That doesn't happen after masturbation. Does it? It can if you're using a sock, for example. Go on. <laughs> you're forever <laughs> interested in the mechanics of my masturbating. <laughs> Keith, as an as a, <laughs> a man in his forties, you still use a sock? Not often, but if I'm trying Wait. to contain if I Where do you put your semen?
1: Well, okay. I want to, okay.
0: I'll (laughs) I'll answer your question first. So ever since
1: learning your habits, I have discovered the, the, the advantages of your methodology of sort of like standing up and doing it on a uh, paper towel or something Uh that's on a desk. I actually think Uh that's a pretty clever move. So I have done that more, although also on my stomach, I think like most men do in porns or whatever, if you see a guy getting a hand job or if you have the misfortune to see a guy just beating off in a porn yeah um okay but why would you as an adult as a kid i get it but as an adult and are we talking a uh like a a white costco sock are we talking like a black or a green athletic sock you know like a colored are we we talking about one that's supposed to shed (laughs) sweat or not
0: wicking uh wicking yeah that i actually god damn it all right i sometimes use uh Okay, I, I have know. a preferred. <laughs> I have a preferred thing that I use. <laughs> Jesus, I don't. Now really, this is when I have to think about baseball. I'm going really, Go to vomit. I don't really want to share. It's not unusual. Is it um, a lubricant thing? But I think it might be. Whoa, I think it whoa, might whoa. be related to how tightly I'm circumcised. Like, if I use, I can create like a little bit of a sheath using. Um, I can use my underwear actually. So I take my underwear off. And then I can use my underwear and I, and it, and I masturbate with it and it okay. both catches the semen and provides a sheath around my cock that makes masturbating more comfortable than just I, using I my hate hand. all of this. I hate, th- I hate yeah, that you probably are putting
1: poop on your penis. I hate that you I'm are. I'm not putting poop on means, my penis. That means your underwear is had semen just all in it. Um, and the other thing I hate, <laughs> and I, I hate a lot of things. And if you want to know what I like, just take the opposite of what I hate. So I do like things too. Right. Um, uh, this is look when people, this is, this is what like society is <laughs> doing to seriously to men and boys by just not giving a fuck about them. It's like, this is why circumcision is evil. Yeah right here. It's like, it's like, what what's going on here? Like basically society's pushed you into this. Like, maybe this is why you feel so ashamed of yourself after you've nut, after you're masturbating. I feel great. I feel like, man, I'm so happy. Like I'll see like the puddle and I'm like, I did that. I feel great. I feel like Jackson Pollock. Ashamed.
0: But I hear you. I but, hear you.
1: Maybe you feel. Look, here's the point: is if I'm in room A and you're in room B, and I'm doing my normal thing and you're doing your thing, when I finish, I've just you know rubbed it with my hand and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You have this weird contraption with your underwear and all this I stuff do. where you're dealing I with th- these friction issues. And maybe yeah. like honestly, if I had if if I had to do that, maybe I would feel ashamed because I had to do so much paraphernalia. And so like even so, this is the, the Victorian ethos is still infecting. And the thing about it that actually I hate, is everybody gives everybody cares so much about all these other groups of people. And here's this thing that you're doing to young men and nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody's like, hey, by the way, like we're making people, you should, all these young men feel terrible about themselves. You should
0: run for Congress on the uh, anti-circumcision agenda. Okay, wait, hold on. Where deeply do you against your, circumcision. Where do you put your semen? So if you're on your back, it just lands on your stomach?
1: I wouldn't normally. I'd either be seated or standing. Let's say I wouldn't normally be on my back. Okay, if you're if seated and it goes then on whatever, what it Just
0: like me. squirts up in the air and then like lands back down. Like where does it go? Like near your belly button. Okay. Okay. I th- and then I think standing, that's sort of normal. It goes out and forward onto paper yeah. towels or some sort of receptacle. Sure. Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah, it depends on whether you have something even that's made then of a material that's very cleanable, or if you you know you can even have then a paper there's towel some
0: semen on. on the tip of your penis.
1: That's true. Yes. Uh, You can sort of like clean it off. You can use a Kleenex or paper towel. I find that if I'm standing there, it's pretty, there's not a whole lot left. And also if you go pee afterward, it's really gone then. And also I found that that issue that one encounters, I'm sure every guy knows this, that if you beat off that issue of like your pee going everywhere, it doesn't happen in the same way as it does after PIV.
0: I think that's true. Yeah.
1: Yes. And after a blow, it doesn't happen either. So it's
0: something specific
1: about the vagina. Huh. That like jacks up your ability yeah, to pee. Some there, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Saliva is much, much better. Yeah. As a deposit location.
0: Um, how often do you, I don't, I mean, do you wash your penis off after you have sex?
1: Only if there, only if like there's something untoward going on. So like if it's, uh, if there's just like a lot of stuff on it, then maybe. It's going to depend on other factors, meaning, meaning how
0: much like lubrication there was and stuff like that. But no, I would
1: say as an ordinary matter, no, I'd say it's less than 10% of the time.
0: Why do you think this guy's running to the bathroom to do so?
1: He's probably just one of these people that like was taught by his uh, parents, probably his mom to wash his hands all the time. So he's just like, he's uncomfortable with bodies. He doesn't realize, he doesn't really realize how like germs work and stuff. So he thinks like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. You know, I mean, like there are people even before COVID, like I knew people who would just relentlessly put that crap on their hands. The, what's that stuff called? You know, the stuff that like has alcohol in it. You oh, drink
0: hand it. sanitizer.
1: Yeah. They put hand sanitizer everywhere. And it's like, guys, like the, I mean, just so people know, like that doesn't do anything like bacteria grow exponentially. And just go a look at an exponential function or look at a bacteria growth under a microscope, and you will realize very quickly that, like, even if you have 10 of them left, just give them an hour and they'll be like a billion or what. I, I don't know the numbers exactly, but the point is killing 99% of them does nothing because, you know, exponentially they come back so quickly. I'm um,
0: definitely not going to comment on this. Sounds what like do I you think?
1: think what, what, right. what would they think? What, what would they think it does? Now, if you have a cut, if you have an open wound, that's different. Of course, surgery should be done in a sterile environment. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, sanitizing your hands that have no wounds on them just does nothing. It's right. just pointless. Right. Uh, it is funny. I, I, I've told you the story before of my friend who had sex with a woman he was very unsure about, and he he used a condom, but he was so worried about STIs that he would only he claimed he only penetrated her halfway. And then afterward, he went to the bathroom, took the condom off, and poured listerine on his cock. <laughs> Look, it was I, I. I have a suspicion now that it was a lady of the night. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely somebody he should not have been having sex with. And he, <laughs> he told me the story. I think because he was like so uptight about it, he needed to get something out. Yeah. But anyway, that listerine story was funny to me. I, I bet that burned.
0: Yeah, it's got. I don't know if it has enough alcohol to kill things. Like, aren't hand sanitizer? like? Is it listerine like? Twenty percent alcohol and aren't hand sanitizers like almost all alcohol? Yes, I think okay, directionally, Yeah, yes, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? He, yeah, and I and I mean to the question of whether it would
1: affect the herpes virus, I have no idea. Right, Probably it breath. might might do some it might do you some good if you're actually exposed to herpes. Okay, fine,
0: but like the the herpes bacteria will have really good breath. Virus, it's a virus. The herpes virus, viri. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think they have teeth. Okay, this person has a sexual pet peeve. They say, "Please don't change rhythm, guys." When you're in any position, a girl says she's going to come. Do not change the rhythm or pace. When you have a girl in doggy style and she flattens and reaches out to grab the sheets, do not switch it up. Such a big, sh- such a big shit off. When a girl is about to reach that point, I don't. Is this some like Gen Z expression? I don't know. Oh, I bet what she meant to say is such a big turnoff. There you go. Such a big turnoff when a girl is about to reach that point and it's taken away by the giver. Just keep doing the good shit you were, and I promise you will be so loved. Why are women's orgasms so fickle?
1: Well, I mean, they aren't that fickle, right? If they, if they're, if they're masturbating, it's much more reliable. Yeah. Just like, frankly, it is kind of for a man. Yeah, uh, it's easier to get there. And, and specifically, the position she's talking about is not you know it's going to be one of the more challenging positions for it to happen in why i mean you want to know evolutionarily because women's orgasms don't matter that's why because like the no it's i mean this is the thing is like the species would rep, if if women if if you if you took away all females ability to orgasm forever uh the species would propagate just fine if you did that to men it, that would be the end well medical science would like extract sperm and stuff but like Ignoring that capability,
0: it would, it would be the end. And So yeah, women's women's orgasms are sort of a byproduct of something. Are, that's why are women's is women's is, are women women's ability to orgasm decreasing as the generations go on because it's. I don't think anybody for? knows
1: that. I don't think any. Oh, I see. What, no, I think I don't think that's how that works. Uh, the way it works is it's just it's not selected for and it's not unselected for. Um, so it just sort of doesn't matter and. Uh, and because it is very important for the male and because men and women are very, very similar, it would be more complicated for, to like, for women to not have that ability than for them to have it. That's, that's the most likely explanation. Yes. I know there's all these people that argue, oh no, no, it has some evolutionary purpose. Like it bonds the man and the woman, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, but most likely it's just one of these things where it's like, it's like, why do men have nipples? Like, yes, evolution could have removed the male nipple, but it's more complicated to do that. And it doesn't hurt you to have a nipple and the same right. thing for a woman having an orgasm.
0: Nice analogy.
1: Um, uh, there's something else I wanted to say. I'm trying to think of, let's see. So she, she, Oh, uh, she flattens out. She says, Oh yeah. So here's what I wanted to say. Um, I actually found it kind of hot. The notion that the guy would like, it's like a ruined orgasm kind of situation yeah. where you like, 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 so if, what if he, what if he's changing things up to tease you? That's kind of cool, Right. Huh. Unless, like, yeah, I guess, if she never gets there, pretty,
0: he better be pretty confident he's going to be able to resum get her to resummit that mountain. Otherwise, uh, she's going to yeah. be really annoyed.
1: But you, I mean, have you ever done that? Uh, where you purposely will? I'm sure you have. Where you back off I on have. purpose to, like, yeah, you, it's fun, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Do you find that it, it amps but up? But I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that with at an early encounter because I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. Oh, I, I think I would. I wouldn't know how easy orgasming is for that person. And so I don't know if I'm being, God damn, if I'm being man. cute why, or if I'm being a jerk.
1: Do you think this is because you were like raised in a more female environment or something that you have this kind of, that was a theory that got floated to me a couple of
0: weeks What's ago. What's this? Like, why do
1: you care so much? This like,
0: Oh, I oh, want her to have a player? good time.
1: Yeah. Well, I care about that too. But like I, my primary thing in that situation is like, I don't know. I get this urge to like dominate like this, like, Like I go into this other headspace where it's like, I'm just going to, I I want to have things happen. And and what I've found in my life is like that pretty much correlates with what she wants. And, you know, it's like, it's actually fine. Like I don't genuinely don't think that causes a problem, but you're really worried about the other person's subjective experience. Yes. Doesn't that like, do you think that comes from like some kind of,
0: I don't know. know, I mean, I don't really have, I don't know what the counterfactual is and I don't know Yeah, like I enjoy the things that I enjoy, and there are times in my life where I wish that I was less—I don't know if empathetic's the word—less sensitive to the other person's experience, sexually or in any other walks of life. Um, But I just sort of am the way I am.
1: Well, it's ironic because you uh, talk about being very rational about, like, like making certain kinds of decisions. Or, or sorry, dealing with, yeah, dealing with a situation like, oh, ah, this, you know, let's say uh, the risk of having an STI. I think you mentioned that a couple episodes ago. Like, oh, yeah. you know, fine, I have a 1% risk or a 0.1% risk and you'll be very rational. Whereas me, uh, I wouldn't be able to sleep that at night. I, it would really upset me. Like, I wouldn't be rational about it. It's interesting, right? So it's like these yeah. things come out in different places in one's personality. Whereas like on this one, like I would be less sensitive. Whereas you're more, yeah, people are, yeah. yeah you're uh, you're more sensitive about other people and not about yourself yeah, I care about myself, I love myself. who is your the greatest love of all?
0: I mean it's weird I mean you know it's there's some sort for with
1: myself go ahead
0: every act that anybody does is selfish, right like there's no nobody's ever really doing sure. something unselfishly, so That's it's, true. Just We're that, in a society. it's just that my behaviors seem less <laughs> selfish.
1: No, no, but that's like, there's some sort of a goal there. So there's an objective. No, it's, but I mean, ironically, like in a sexual environment, it's entirely possible that as a guy, you know, you're aware of what I probably want to say as a guy yeah.
0: focusing on the woman actually can make her experience worse Definitely. because like
1: she wants you to, right. she uh, wants me to, whatever.
0: she wants me to be more animalistic.
1: Yeah. Oh, have you gotten that feedback too?
0: No. Why you picked but that? But I thought it was a good callback to earlier in the yeah. episode, Yeah. yeah um, yeah, but yeah, this notion that the, yeah, they want to be objectified and, you know, be an object for the man is a pretty common one. Yeah, you know? I
1: mean, it's just people have roles, right? They want yeah. people want to fit into the role. And so yeah, right. like uh, this this topic, this issue of like worrying about their experience. No, I w- it's yeah, it just doesn't it, but the thing about it is it's not like I try to I joke about making the woman's experience terrible. I don't actually do that. Um but it it's the point is it's consonant with what they want. Like I'm not messing their experience up. It's like, right. but 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 I am actually pursuing my own kind of selfish aims.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I was going to say it happens to be the case, but maybe evolutionarily, it's the case that women want men to be dominant and selfish, and in bed at times. And so, well, I mean, they know me I mean, trying to disabuse is- me. Me trying to disabuse myself of some of those instincts might actually be bad.
1: Yeah, that well, there's an analogy to like the Madonna horror thing. Like outside of the bed, they they want much more control, and so on. And mm-hmm. So they want to be fawned over outside the bed. So it's like there's this. They get theirs, right? I mean, it's but but yeah, it's the it's the change in behavior that that's very attractive, and it, it's like uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde or Teen Wolf two or whatever. <laughs> These things are all just callbacks to that Teen Wolf, where the guy like gets the beard. Have you seen Teen Wolf? With yeah, President it's Michael J. Fox yeah. Fox. yeah, I always thought that was just an allegory for puberty right he's this teenage kid and then he learns that his dad has a beard and everybody in his family has a beard like at night on the full moon and i'm like well this is just pubic hair right i mean this is just <laughs> this is just this yeah. is just that a, like a teenager realizing that he's like going to become a man and like there's a, and he's going to have to start beating off like having crazy behaviors in other words
0: like anyway i wonder that's what if the werewolf the, ultimately is right i wonder if the writer of teen wolf is available to be interviewed about this what with the writer's well, trip
1: that's what werewolf werewolves are, right? It's just like a, it's like a, there's a lot of
0: stories that just
1: call back to that idea of the man with his two sided personality.
0: Right. All right, that's enough for this episode <laughs> of Your Mileage May Vary. You can email us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. Please send us feedback. We'll pay you ten dollars for your insights. Oh, and
1: especially especially that dude who who told us that Keith shouts me down too much. Please oh, give man. more feedback. I like that one. <laughs> Listen believe. to what Mike has to say. He's great
0: i could not believe that feedback the notion that like (laughs) the notion that you're like crying after our episodes because i've been shouting you down is
1: look consider uh, this guy's consider this guy's experience in the last like month first tucker carlson got fired and now i'm getting shouted down it's like it's like all my (laughs) my conservative buddies are just getting
0: right the shaft all right sorry yeah it's 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 Been rough. So, anyway, maybe that'll tease more feedback from him. But yeah, send us feedback. It's ymmvpod at gmail.com. We like getting feedback and we will try not to shame you if we don't like the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. Um, That's also the place to ask us questions, which will uh, have a pretty good chance of being answered on the air uh, unless you tell us you'd like to keep us private. Thanks for your time and we look forward to catching you next time on Your Mileage May Vary. Je veux et je viens entre tes reins, Je vais et je viens, je me retiens.
1: No.